Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Matty A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. It is a busy season for a lot of you as we wrap up Q2. I can't believe we're literally just about to start Q3 in a couple weeks. And we're halfway through what has been a pretty wild investing year for a lot of people, you know, that have been kind of conditioned with this, I can't lose mindset riding the market up without any real fundamentals or, you know, disciplines when it comes to some of the things that they were doing. Uh, Those people, I'm starting to see more posts of people you know, kind of crying in their beer when it comes to their crypto or their stock portfolio investments. And as you guys know on this show, right, we're all about the crockpot money, not the microwave mindset. And with where things are headed right now, we're going to talk a little bit about in this episode of obviously some of the things that the Fed is doing um, and, you know, how they're working to manage the economy as a whole. And really this you know, teeter-totter of are we in a recession right now? Are we headed towards a depression? What do we do about inflation? And what I really want to talk about is this mindset of fear versus opportunity. Because as I've been digging in and talking with more individuals of high net worth, um, with a lot of dry powder, with a lot of resources, with a lot of data and analytics, and with a lot of experience that have been through economic market cycles like we're going through right now, um, they're kind of foaming at the mouth. They're excited about what these opportunities are going to present for companies and individual investors as a whole and how that's going to really change the, the course of you know, certain uh, industries and certain business trajectories and, you know, specifically when it comes to you, your life, you know, not only your life, but, you know, future generations behind you. And, you know, as I look back on 2010, when I got into real estate, you know, in hindsight, I've had so many woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, moments when you look in the rearview mirror of, oh, I wish I would have bought more of that, or I wish I'd have done more of this, you know, I wish it would have been more aggressive here. But as you start to understand, and if you didn't listen to last week's episode that kind of talks about the different economic cycles and how you can take advantage of those things. Um, You know, when you get more experience and comfort about knowing where we're at in economic cycles, you can retool your strategies. And also you kind of have to retool your mindset um, in order to capitalize on meeting the market, meeting the opportunities where they're at to solve for and achieve the goals that you're looking to achieve. And, you know, right now is a good time to really take a step back and think about all the things that need to get retooled in order to prepare yourself for what is coming. Because a lot of people are reading and buying into and living off of the, you know, fear-based headlines that we're hearing in mainstream media and news. And in the back channels, in the closed boardrooms, And, you know, the uh, groups that I am, you know, fortunately connected to, people are salivating 
about what is to come. And so let's talk about what is right now and what we do know. First and foremost, you know, inflation is running rampant. I think everybody knows that. And, you know, there's been a lot of equity, we'll call it, a lot of additional disposable income and cash that people have been conditioned, you know, is this way of living and and where things were headed, whether it's the real estate market continuing to go up and multiple offers and over asking and crazy amounts of, you know, profits coming in on investments, whether it's the stock market, you know, following the GameStops and the AMCs and the, you know, Reddit, you know, um, retail to the moon type of investment opportunities, whether it's just investing in, you know, the big market cap companies like the Teslas and the Apples, like people got conditioned to think that this party was never going to end. And, you know, when we did hit some insane turbulence, a black swan event in the pandemic, no matter how you feel about how it came about or what it was, or, you know, how things played out going forward, you know, the government came in and and tricked a lot of people into getting comfortable that don't worry, you know, whether it was with moratoriums, whether it was with STEMI checks, whether it was with PPP loans, EIDL loans, it didn't really matter, right? There was this conditioning that there were safety nets and whatever happened, you know, the Fed, the government, they'll bail us out, no worries. And now, you know, as I released an episode a few weeks back of paying for this pandemic party. Well, now that music is starting. And, you know, with inflation and where things have gone over the course of, you know, the last 12 months and, you know, many global issues that are now obviously impacting what is going on specifically here in the U.S., there are, you know, supply chain issues. There are costs of goods and services issues. And if the government doesn't get this under control, it could be something pretty catastrophic for our economy and our nation as a whole. And what I do know is in times like right now, which to very simply put it and sum it up, we're one day further away from the peak and we're one day closer to finding a bottom. I don't know when that is or how we will ultimately know when we're there. I'm not going to try and, you know, pretend like I have that crystal ball, but what I can tell you is you know I like to track the data. You know I like to look at the fundamentals and the technicals and the charts and the graphs and the things that ultimately do help me remove a lot of the emotion and the fear and allow me based on what it is that I'm trying to achieve to make the next best right decision. And right now, with, you know, inflation as high as it is, and so many people that had a lot of pent-up demand, a lot of pent-up capital, right, getting pushed and forced into the marketplace. I mean, we printed out more money over the last 12 months than any other time in history, and that had to land somewhere. Well, it is not only trying to find a place in a home and has been landing, but also will continue to try and land in certain places. You know, we have seen more demand for less goods and services, which is ultimately one piece of this inflation, inflationary uh, formula and, and problem that we're experiencing, right? And there's obviously other variables that tie into all of this. But with that being said, you know, 
we now have the Fed going, we got to take away some of this buying power and we got to curb some of this demand. And we have to find a way to allow this market to cool down a little bit because if it runs away from us, we're in big trouble. But at the same time, they want to make sure that they don't halt the growth too long and too aggressively. But what I predict and believe we will see and experience, as I said in last week's episode, come July, and ultimately we're already there, right? It's just going to be formally announced is we're in a recession. Now, whether we go into a depression or not, still to be determined, I don't think that's going to be the case. But again, who knows? There's a lot of stuff that can play into this. That being said, the you know, Fed is targeting inflation and curbing inflation with making short-term federal funds more expensive. And ultimately, what that's going to do, as they did this last week in the Federal Open Markets Committee, which is something that the Fed does. And again, guys, like all of these reports, all of these, you know, data points and things that I talk about, this like shoot my fucking face off, you know, five years ago, if you'd hear me talking about these things, like I could give two shits. I'll be completely honest with you guys. But what I can tell you is knowing what levers and strings are being pulled and how those tie into the important things in your life, whether that be in your business, your finances, your ability to travel, to provide, to have security, to have health, to have energy, you know, whatever it may be, there are some things that you really do need to, as I did, challenge yourself to understand. And mind you guys, I am still learning and sharpening my pencil on a lot of these things as well. But as I get more into some of these circles where these conversations are happening, where this data is being analyzed, where these, you know, strategies are being discussed, I realize, one, it's not as difficult as you may think or feel it is. The other side of it is, you know, these are things that can really serve you and your goals at the highest level and give you a strategic advantage and edge that nobody else has when we're talking about the masses, right? Smart money knows and studies and understands all of these things. Dumb money has no clue and is ultimately the victim on the receiving end of what the smart money is doing. And smart money right now is cashing up big. Smart money is lowering their debt. Smart money is making themselves bankable. Smart money is continuing to lean into their relationships to identify areas of opportunity. And what this tells me is, you know, there's going to be an exciting time for people like you and I. Hey, I don't need to be, you know, the big hedge fund and the institutional player that's making billions of dollars. But if I can go out and make a couple more million bucks or a couple tens of more millions of dollars or even, you know, a couple hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands more dollars. I'm better off tomorrow by doing that than I am today if I don't. And that is ultimately my strategy for life over the next 60, 70, 80, 90, whoever knows how many more years I'll be on this planet to just be a little bit better every single day to say I was better than I was yesterday. And understanding the game that you're playing and the strategy that you're playing with against the people you're playing it against or with 
is extremely important to continue to challenge yourself to get better every single day. And so what we've seen here is the Fed had the biggest rate hike since 1994 with 75 basis points, right? They intensified their fight against high inflation, raising key interest rates by three quarters of a percent or what we call, you know, 75 basis points, right? 75% of one actual percent the largest bump since 1994, and that signaled more rate hikes also in their discussion that they're going to continue to do this as they try to cool off the U.S. economy without really causing a recession. Well, my thing is we're already in a recession. And, you know, if we can get, in their opinion, more people fighting for less goods and services, that is a very dangerous place to be. And they're going to do whatever they have to do to slow that, to taper off the amount of debt that they're carrying on their balance sheet to create a little bit more balance. And in this economic cycle, what we're going to see here is I don't think there's going to be as much opportunity in the single family housing market. I think things are going to stabilize and continue to go in the right direction, but I don't think we're going to see any massive, you know, dropping of the bottom or catastrophic crash. But what I do think will present itself in certain areas is going to be in the commercial sectors, where we're going to see some really great opportunities for commercial real estate assets to be picked up from operators who are over leveraged, or under skilled, or maybe a better way of putting it is, is, you know, not having enough experience in some of the things that they bought because equity was and debt was readily available over the last 12 to 24 months. And certain people are not going to be able to weather the storm that is coming. And so thinking about what do you need to do based on your goals to retool your mindset? And what I would love to challenge you to do as I'm challenging myself to do is really look into areas And that meaning certain products or industries or investments that are areas you have not ultimately capitalized in that you would like to be playing in in the future and going forward. Because now is going to be a time where opportunistic buys come out that you can find a way to get in the door to some of those things and capture a much greater ROI and upside as you catch these things finding their way to the trough and rising back up to the recovery. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive income investment opportunities? If so, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's DEALS to 844-447-1555. And whether that is in the stock market, I think there's some great discounted buys of solid and strong companies that you can invest in. As we know, many of these are already on discount, and I think we might see some continued horizontal movement into Q3 and Q4 as we maybe work our way out of that. We'll still see where the bottom finds itself. I think in crypto, you know, whether, you know, a lot of people who 
just believed in crypto, but didn't understand what they were actually investing in or why you should or shouldn't be investing in certain projects or teams or companies. Now is a time to get more technical, to sharpen your pencil, to identify certain things that you may want to look at in a different set of lenses to actually go through this new upswing and cycle, if you still believe in it long term, to capture all of that upside. And I think, you know, specifically in real estate, there's going to be a really good season of opportunity for a lot of people where the retooling of the mindset that once was, right, where, you know, things are just going to continue to go up and it's going to be insane. And it doesn't matter if you're in the game, you're going to make money. No, this is where the real seasoned operators, the real seasoned investors, the real people who want to challenge themselves to skill up, level up, resource up, are going to do extremely well over the next three to five to really 10 years. And, you know, one of my favorite reports that I follow is the Campbell Real Estate Timing Letter. Um, his, his tagline is separating likely probabilities from whims and pure hope. You know, and he does a really good job of putting out content. And when it comes to, you know, that content, um, it's all data driven. And what we're seeing here, we're seeing a major trend change in existing home sales. We're seeing, you know, this unaffordability conversation continue to, you know, happen. And are we moving in the right or the wrong direction? And he also, you know, talks about when will the next housing bus start? So I figured I'd touch on a couple of those things in today's um, today's show just to give you guys, you know, a quick little recap of his newsletter. I think you can pay it. I want to give him a shout out first. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, resubscribe for one year. It's 145 bucks. Um, and, you know, he puts out, I think, one every month or one every other month. Um, but uh, it is the Campbell Real Estate Timing Letter by Robert Campbell. Uh, it's a bi-monthly report. Um, you guys can go to realestatetiming.com. Um, and this is something that I really like because it just gives me a macro perspective. So kind of start, U.S. home price gains are the highest ever in March. Um, nationally, home prices increased 20.9% year over year in March, which represented the largest annual rate of growth in the 46 year history of the CoreLogic Home Price Index. Uh, since then, um, since February, home prices have increased by 3.3%. Uh, the 20.9% year over year gain in March of 2022 was almost double the 11.3% annual gain from March a year ago which at the time was the highest annual gain since March of 2006. That's pretty crazy, right? The surge in home price appreciation obviously has been felt in pretty much every market across the nation. But, you know, we're seeing at the highest uh, peaks, we got Phoenix, Arizona, we got Las Vegas, and we have San Diego topping in in the top three. If you want to know his top 10, you know, you guys can check out his report. Um, in terms of foreclosure activity, we're continuing to see that uptick a little bit. But again, right, where it started at and where it's at now 
still historically is so low. It's not really anything of concern because they're basically just restarting. You know, they, they brought the train in t- back into the station and said, hey, we're not doing any foreclosures. You know, we're not doing any foreclosure starts or notice of defaults. You know, we have these, you know, moratoriums in place. So now we're starting to see them, you know, initiate that process again. And, you know, people who ultimately um, aren't stewarding their responsibilities financially you know, around their house and their mortgages, that, you know, protection is gone. So we have seen um, a total of 78,000 plus U.S. properties with a foreclosure filing during Q1 of 2022. This was a 39% increase from the previous quarter and 132% increase from a year ago. Obviously, that big increase is really just because there were none. Um, We are starting to see uh, you know, the overall existing home sales in the U.S. fall a little bit. So those have fell 4.5% during the last 12 months, the lowest since June of 2020. This was the second straight month of falling year-over-year home sales. And it appears that the combination of rapidly rising home prices along with the record-setting uh, year-over-year percentage rise in mortgage interest rates is starting to have an impact on home buyers. So you know, obviously existing home sales are just a pure measure of the demand in the, in the marketplace, right? How many houses are getting absorbed into the demand of the consumer? And obviously, because we haven't had many of the, you know, inventory levels that we've previously seen, that's part of, you know, what's been going on. But because mortgage rates are likely to keep moving higher, obviously the Fed raising rates, and we're approaching levels of record high housing unaffordability, things are just getting too expensive for people, the cost of buying a house and the cost of money is increasing at a rate that ultimately wages aren't supporting, home sales are most likely going to continue to fall from current levels. And on the supply side, National Association of Realtors reported that housing inventory at the end of March totaled about 950,000 units. That's up 11.8% from February um, and down uh, 9.5% from a million 50 uh, a year ago. But, you know, at the end of the day, when we look at Altos research data, just to give you guys a little perspective on where we're at with inventory, inventory today compared to two years ago, two years ago, so this is in 2020, right, is currently down 43%. And we know how hot and crazy the real estate market was back then. Now, obviously, rates were a lot cheaper, but there were more houses. There was almost 43% more houses on the market to choose from than there are today. Now, to give you an even greater perspective, inventory compared to where it was at in 2019 this time was 60% more homes available during that time. So we're currently down 58.2% in terms of inventory this time compared to three years ago in 2019. So again, we're still at a crazy record low of inventory. I think people obviously, as they start to feel the recession, they start to feel the crunch of, you know, their finances in terms of inflation, you know, they start to feel some of the financial decisions or things that they did or didn't do over the course of the last few years. Some of those safety nets and crutches start to get removed. The psychology starts to catch up that, Things aren't as rosy and amazing and hot and as exciting and as sexy 
as they have been for the last couple years, you know, on the financial and economic side of things, and people start to realize what's really going on, you know, we're going to see people go, shoot, I don't have as much money as I thought I did. I should have planned a little bit better here. Oh, great. I missed this payment. My credit drops. I got this debtor that's calling me up and asking for some of the things they weren't asking for before. And people are going to start to cash in on one of the remaining bargaining chips that they have, which is their equity. So I think we will start to see some more supply hit the market. It's probably not as going to be as distressed as many people would hope or think it's going to be in terms of at least the single family housing piece of it. We're also seeing a record number of homes under construction right now. So those are going to start to hit the market. And builder confidence, even though it has dropped, is still what we would consider in very positive um, spaces right now. And so, you know, I think we're definitely going to see some of that inventory catch up to being in more stable levels. Obviously, demand getting slashed is going to stop absorption, um, you know, from being at the level of growth that we have seen it over the last few years. And hopefully things will start to stabilize a little bit more in the real estate uh, market. But at the end of the day, you know, housing affordability continues to drop. The housing affordability index has dropped to 124 in March of 2022, which is the lowest since 2008. And we all know what went down in 2008, right? So, you know, due to the pandemic, nationwide moratorium, you know, placed on notice of defaults and foreclosure sales, um, you know, I think that uh, with what the Fed is doing, raising rates, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the stock market, what's going on with crypto, I think we're going to see some really exciting opportunistic times for people. And you got to be ready to take advantage of that because these cycles, as we know, only come around every so often. And if you haven't been through one of these cycles before, I encourage you to surround yourself with the people who do, have a good board of directors, have good counsel, but don't be fearful, right? This is the time that you see most people, nobody was fearful over the last you know, 12, 24 months when they were throwing money in the stock market and throwing money at crypto and they didn't know anything that they were doing. They just thought it was going to keep going up, right? Everybody was so bullish on everything that was going on. And don't get me wrong, there's money to be made in those times, but there is real money and real wealth to be made in times of true fear, which is what we're going to see here over the course of the next few years. So with that being said, you better believe I'm sharpening my ax because I'm ready to start swinging at tree trunks of wealth that I know are going to be those once in a lifetime lumber building type of opportunities. And you know, as I continue to dig into the data and share that with you guys, I want to know what you're seeing. I want to know what you guys are thinking. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what you're investing in. So don't forget to shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. I've also been, you know, toying around with an idea that um, I haven't shared with too many people yet. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of um, when and the dates. Um, But I'm going to be doing a business building mastermind for business owners and investors, um, what I'm going to probably end up calling it is the tour of Tahoe. So we'll end up staying at, you know, one of the four hotels in Tahoe. And we will, you know, get to do some fun, adventurous, you know, masterminding, intimate, peer-to-peer type of activities, get to know the people um, that you're hanging with, what they're doing, what they're investing in, how they're building their business, how are they building moats around their wealth and their business, what activities and opportunities are they participating in, are they engaging in. Um, and at the same time, we're going to have some fun. 
uh, and, you know, get to tour some of the hotels, get to, you know, have some fun in Tahoe. So if that's of interest to you, um, I'm going to start gathering a list. Um, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555 um, and just put in that text message Tahoe. And someone from my team will reach out to you. Uh, we'll get you on the list to let you know uh, when those opportunities will uh, present themselves and when we can um, you know, share some more uh, logistics and, and pricing and everything that goes on uh, at that event. So Tahoe to 844-447-1555. Again, if you guys enjoy this data, if you enjoy the time and you know that I the resources that I invest into sharing this information with you to hopefully help equip you one mindset wise, two action and strategy wise for you know increasing your wealth, taking your life, your business, your bank account to that next level. All I ask is that you leave a five star review and whatever you know platform you enjoy listening to this content on. Ideally, it's iTunes for us. Um, but with that being said. Uh, We'll see you guys in next week's episode. I'm going to be eating a lot of tacos and drinking, uh, we'll say, a healthy amount of beer and margaritas. You never know what kind of mood you catch me in, but I'm heading out to Mexico for a really cool art festival uh, this weekend uh, to meet with our art uh, suppliers and consultants and individuals who um, are going to be furnishing the Artista Hotel in San Antonio on the Riverwalk. Um, We do still have a couple um, opportunities in uh, investing into that hotel. So if you want to get on that list, text the word deals to 844-447-1555. That being said, much love. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers. 